dive in. Here we are. Hello. Emily is back. Back again. I did the description for this episode before we actually recorded it. Oh, no way. What did you put? Uh, Winds of Change episode. Ooh. Because, I don't know, I feel like that's where this is going to go. Oh, yeah. You just said right before this got started, you were like, hey, you know what, everyone wants your own show. And I was like, that's true. It's my podcast. <laughs> Very empowering. It is. It's, uh, if nothing else, I have that as my own. Um... And I was like, yeah, you might know Emily from Baby Mates or this very podcast. That's true. You are a celebrity. <laughs> I suppose. A, a, a local, local personae. <laughs> a local gem. Yeah. You can review people online. I would love See to. See that thing called My Life? What's that? Uh, well, that sounds like a sponsorship. By the way, we have a sponsor for the show. I just haven't recorded it yet. You did record it? It was supposed to be 30 seconds? 30 seconds. Right? How long was, was it, it? It was a minute nine. A minute nine. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, just cut it down. I'm like, I, I don't really, think I can, sir. I don't know how to be quick, so I'm going to have to find somebody boring to do it. I'll do it. So I'm not <laughs> boring. You're yeah. not boring. You're definitely not boring. I can be boring. It really just Yeah, just be boring. Subject. It's an ad. It's hard. Yeah. I'm expressive. But we have a, a, a sponsor, believe it or not. So that's, that is impressive. I, Congratulations. Yeah, that's fun that somebody wants to be associated with this. <laughs> um, so I'm going to put that in soon. Maybe in this very episode. That's a teaser. But you were asking about something I was going to say is not a sponsor. But Which you said it like my it was life. a sponsor. Right. My life. Thank you. My life. Thank you. Uh, it's this thing where you can review people. So you can leave a review for your friend or your neighbor or whoever. And a lot of people don't know about it yet. So it's still fun to, like, leave free reviews. And when people catch on to this in, like, five years, they'll be like, oh, look, I said that one of my former neighbors was a jack wagon. That was my whole review. It just said, this guy is definitely a jack wagon. Okay. And that was my whole review for him. I see. It doesn't have to be detailed. Right. But when he sees that, is mm-hmm. he going to deny it? Like, I, um, You know, there are a few uncompliments that you receive in life. Like, I've received many uncompliments that I cherish near and dear to my heart. So maybe, just maybe. <laughs> what are those, Dara? So an uncompliment would be somebody saying something that's meant to be insulting, but they say it in such a hilarious way that you're like, "That's I love it. Yes. Yeah. That's me. Yeah, I have one of those. Um, an uncompliment was this old a lady that I used to work with. I think her name was Nancy, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we'll call her Nancy. No, I think I think it was Nancy. Yeah, it was Nancy. It was Nancy Swain. Boom! Throw a Nancy Swain under the bus. Um, so she's like, was the oldest sales rep, and you know, she had like gargled with... Uh, Marlboro Reds and glass for part of her life, you know, Benson and Hedges. Gotcha. She had that deep guttural voice. So uh, one day she says to me, uh, hey, Tyler. I go, yeah. yes, Nancy? Have I told you this? No. Oh, probably. No, I'm and she yes goes, handing you. She goes, you know, there's some heavier set men that just really know how to dress. I mean, you're not one of them, but that's what she said to me. I was like, dang. But that's a favorite uncompliment of mine. I was like, if that wasn't so funny, (laughs) I would be offended. Um, I made that face that that, of that meme of that guy just like blinking like what (laughs) when you said that. Memes are the best. Yeah. My uncompliment was uh, an English girl told my friend that uh, she was like British. She came to to, live, to go to school here, and she says, I don't like that Emily girl. She's a right cow. <laughs> <laughs> She's a right cow. 
Wow. I don't know if it's the accent or the melody of the way she said it, Why? but I was it's like, so specific. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It, it might be accurate. You're never heavy, so you're like a cow. It's no, just it's more just like, just like, wow. Just kind of like that that hoe over there. That's pretty. That's funny. a cow. That's pretty funny. I'll give you that. Yeah. Good. So I call this episode "Winds of Change." To put some pressure on myself to actually talk about something of <laughs> wind chimes, something of importance, <laughs> uh, or kind of importance—I don't know. Yeah. Um, I really like talking to people, and I feel like there's a lot of stories that aren't uh, always easy to get out of people. But when you show interest, and you're like, "No, I actually want to sit and talk to you about this," people are sort of surprised, and the stuff that comes out—it's to me interesting. You know, usually it's in a bar. Or it's a party and you kind of have somebody one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Those stories spill out. Right. But it, it stinks that it's not in a podcast. It stinks that you can't go back to it and, and have that story to listen to and hang on to. And, and there aren't enough of them. So I think podcast is a really great medium for that. Oh, um, no doubt. So that's been kind of my thought on it. But expressing kind of what we're all dealing with is sometimes boring. Or or your thoughts on life, it's like it, well, it's it can only come boring up pretentious. To it's only boring to you because you're the one thinking it and experiencing it. We have this like mentality that everyone sees the world in a similar way, like similar to the way we see it, but that is almost never the case. Everybody has different, you know, childhood, different way of growing up, different place they grew up, different experiences, different movies that they gravitate to. So their human experience is vastly different from your human experience. Even though you think like, oh, you know, we, we you know, you must, you must feel this way about this subject, but you mm. never really know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess maybe I look at it through my own binoculars of life. Everyone but does, yeah. I, I don't think people want to listen to a podcast where somebody talks about how important they are in their life. And there's so many, so many things that, I don't know, and that's, that's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's why this is called Winds of Change. Boom. So uh, I noticed something recently, and it's what's kind of taken over my life and the fascination in my life and to try to measure it out and understand it. But there's a point where you can really buy in on you, mm. and that's difficult. Yes. Because yes, in is. order to buy in on you, you have to do the opposite of what you've always done. If that's not something you're used to, right? Yes. So that means doing it your way. Yes. Your way is unique. Right. Do it your way. Mm-hmm. And that's hard because I think people who know you as a friend or, or at work or, or through groups, whatever, know you as being a particular person. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if you're an empath, they know you as somebody who is there to help, to there to listen. Mm-hmm. So when your conversations change from, hey, how can I help you? What are you going through? To, hey, let me show you something cool I'm working on. Mm -hmm. I always felt like people would gravitate more towards that. And I just didn't have a whole lot going on. So when you try to put the chips down and go, hey, I'm going to do something small, like start a podcast. Everybody's got a podcast. That excites me. Mm Mm-hmm. For other people, right? Sure. So, I guess I thought when I got around to having a podcast, people would be super interested. <laughs> if, if it's somebody I'm close to. Yeah. They'd go, oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah. When can I go on? But people sort of see a reflection of themselves, and that's been interesting to kind of learn. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I guess what you're saying is, 
that you expect. So I, I've experienced a similar thing too because I have a weekly live show that I do on my Instagram, and I Shut say, that out. yeah, I do. I just do a weekly. At what? I do a weekly Instagram live on Thursday nights. It's usually around seven, seven or six, seven, eight p.m. at um, Eastern Standard Time, and I go live and I'll post it on my Instagram, which is Emily Infirmary. And uh, there for 24 hours, and if you catch it, I usually just uh, do like little sewing demonstrations or just kind of a show and tell of what I'm working on that week and chat about stuff that I've been thinking about that week. Sometimes it's very deep, but occasionally I try to have guests on. And I found that unless you tell someone like, okay, I want you to have you have you on at this specific date at this specific time, most of the time if you just throw it out like, hey, I'd like to have my podcast, they're like, oh yeah, sure, no problem, and then you never hear from them. You got to give like very specific, yeah, and be prepared to be turned down. Like oh, I, I don't so, want to do that. So, so let me clarify that while I'm remembering before I go on to sure. other things, which I tend to do. So I'm not talking about people who say like, "Hey, for my own reasons and my own nerves, I don't want to go on the podcast." That's cool. Right. I know what you're saying. Those people are at least supportive. What yes. I mean is, my whole life I've heard that there was constructive. I've always had the constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. So. I really like poetry as a young emo teen that listened to Dashboard, right? Mm -hmm. So I sent in to this contest, and I won. And the first thing my uncle said, my family said, I remember my uncle because it sticks out because he was the one that got it in the mail first. He was like, oh, there's so many scams, and you know. I was just, nobody cared about that I'd actually done something. Nobody saw that spark. So it was always about be careful, be on the wall. So... I guess betting on yourself means I don't care about your constructive criticism at some point, and I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to win or fail, but I'm going to do it my own way because failure isn't an option. I learn from failure. So I do business how I want to do business. I live how I want to live. There are no expectations. But I, yeah, at the very core of it, I expected people that loved you as an empath, that loved for you to talk to them about their problems to at least be excited for it and be like hey high five you're doing something that's different because that's my energy so you realize the people who kind of suck off you emotionally that once there's nothing to suck on there's no mutual exchange is that terrible you need someone to suck on basically to suck on you basically i'm gonna open the sliding door you comment on talk that. talk about you the, comment the on what i just said okay all right so so what tyler is saying is he needs Lots of reassurance and, and support from his from his fellow man, which is all well and good. And don't we all? We all need love and support from the people that we, we value and we hold important to us. But the thing is, if you're doing it for someone else, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. You yeah, gotta do it for yeah. you. And that's like, the you going have to, in part. Like, whatever it is, it could be a podcast, it could be painting, it could be running marathons. Whatever it is in your life, if you're doing it for someone else or for an expectation from someone else, you're going to be miserable. You're going to be yeah. disappointed. I, I don't do it for anybody to say good job. Yes. M- I know I, what you're saying. You're going to yeah. say, but people don't say to me, like, oh, I'm glad that you're doing well, your thing and good for no, you. No, I've but. built this repertoire of emotional connections in life. Yes. And to have to see those through eyes of a different person is startling. Okay. You look at people through the eyes of sympathy. Sure. So when... You do. Sure. So when you try to look at that differently, and you try to spend more energy producing something... Okay. 
uh, and growing something. Mm-hmm. And it, maybe it takes over your life. You're like, I want to be a singer. I want to be a comedian. I want to be an actress. And you spend more time doing that. The people that you expected to pull you up are the ones who pull you down. And the ones you expected to pull you down pull you up. <laughs> so it's sort of this, the people who pull you up and tell you the way it is and encourage you, they're not going to be there when you're down and hear your sob story. So you have all of a sudden this whole new energy and it attracts different people and deselects other people. And that's a hard process to go through. Yeah. So do you stop? No, I mean, and that's the betting on yourself. Yeah. That's doing it your way. Right. And you will fail. It's hard. But that's the change. It's hard. You, you learn and you progress and you succeed. Yeah. It, it is hard. The part that's hard is not the work. Because the work should feel good. The, like, like a really good workout. You have to enjoy the work. Should feel, exactly. The work should feel really good. Yeah, that's the process. And when you have to pre- love it. When you present it and complete it and move forward with it, the hard part is continuing and not stopping. And that's the hard part. And when you're in the weeds and nobody seems to understand or nobody seems to be by your side, that's the hard part. Knowing that I can't go back. I can't stop what I'm doing. I can't go back to the way I was like living my life. I have to move forward no matter what. That's the hard part. Yeah. Yeah, it it's, sucks. It, it, yeah, it's, it's not <laughs> but easy. But you wouldn't want to do it in, in any other way. It's not easy. Yeah. But for me, that's what, I guess, what, what fuels me a little. It should. It should. But it, uh... Because other people watching you that don't talk to you, that don't, you know, you haven't met yet, or are in your mm. orbit that you don't know, they see you. You just, and they're yeah, like, you just hit on it. This is inspiring to me. There's a whole lot of people who feel the same way. Yes. You may just not be in proximity to somebody that can see you for how great you are. Absolutely. So you get stuck in this little realm of, like, nobody in my church, mm-hmm. nobody in my family, nobody in my friend circle truly appreciates me. Yes. When all the people who would never want you to change and would be appreciative of you yeah. are just not right in your proximity. It's, it's hard chances. So you have to let that go. Y- yeah. Unfortunately. You have and to y- let that part go and just bet on yourself. Like, yeah. I'm doing it for 15-year-old Tyler. If yeah. 15-year-old Tyler knew that I had a podcast and was, like, talking to cool people and, like, inspiring people, like, wouldn't he be like, are you serious? Are we doing yeah. it every day? What? We're, like, exactly. You know, he would be so jazzed up about it. Yeah. And that's who you're doing. You have to really be your own motivator. Yes. And you have to say, all right, if this is how it's going to be, this is how it's going to be. Right. You know? But mm-hmm. I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have my own merits. Mm-hmm. So it gives you a freedom to talk about what you want to talk about, which is always hard. I just went right. to Instagram and... Blocked a lot of people from following me. I did that too. Because I have no interest in them following me. I did that too. That I, I went through awful? that. It's not awful. Just it's... done with the energy. Yeah, it's um... Hey, can I lay this out to you? Sure. I don't know how to be friends without contacting people. I don't know how to be friends without being friends. Mm-hmm. So if your version of friends is different than mine, that's cool. But I have trouble maintaining so-so relationships. So there are plenty of people who, who say, your friends, you call me every day, we talk. That's your parameters for friendship. Feel okay about that. But I, I never thought about it until a little later in life, where I realized, like, you know what, I have two or three good friends. So I, I don't really need, like, 15 okay friends. Totally. And that's a hard kind of transition to go through. It's, you're in a good position because a lot of people don't have more than one friend. 
You said you have two or three. That's, that's good. I, I mean, that's strong. including you, I have three good, good, solid friends. Four good, solid friends. Good. I mean, that's so close, hard. close friends. Yeah. Like, I call them, like, your 3 a.m. calls. You only need, like, two yeah. or three 3 a.m. calls. And then you have mm-hmm. your outer circle. It's, like, your party friends. Like, let's get together for Mardi Gras or whatever, you know, like, stuff like that. just feels so, like, you meet somebody. And it's like, all right, you want to be friends, we'll be friends. Yeah. And then there's sort of this soft barrier of like, well, I'm allowed to respond when I want to respond and not reach out to you and we're not going to hang out, but we are. It's like that whole thing is just not something I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Like it's either out or in kind of. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. But the older you get, the more content you are, the more you're like, I don't care who likes me. That's a weird well, place. I don't it like sounds that. sounds like you're maturing. No, I hope not. <laughs> I mean, growing old is what is growing old is mandatory. Growing up is optional. Yeah. I kind of try to personify that. Um, it's wearing my lucha libre mask today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like I want to get a tattoo, <laughs> but I don't really care what it is. Yeah, so I just yeah. want it to be random to not yeah. have all this attached feeling. Yeah. But it's uh, it's interesting to view things through the eyes of just being all in <sighs> on what you see. And if I have to say I failed because I depended on somebody else, then I failed me. I should get my money back because I have to be my dependency. Yeah. I can't say somebody else made me fail. Uh, you know, like that's a yeah. that's a hard place to be because yeah. you will fail and you just have oh, to yeah. learn. Absolutely, will. Accept it. Yeah. You're yeah. gonna do it. It's gonna feel bad. You're gonna lose friends. You're gonna lose family members. Like whatever it is to find <laughs> your voice is hard. Yeah. Right. But you have to find it. You owe it to the world, mm-hmm. to your future child, or whatever. Of course. To share this information. Yeah. Yeah. So. You only have so many years to live. And so much time. Why not spend every moment you can, you know, following your bliss? Why not? You deserve it. You earn it, you know? Yeah. We're and all it, worthy of it. We're all... It's only been 18 minutes. 18 minutes? Yeah. And I feel like... You done? I, no, done? no, no, I'm not done. <laughs> I'm just telling you what I wanted to get out there, I got out there. So that's good. That was my whole... I kept, like, touching the thing as I'm, like, calmly trying to check the time. Yeah. He's, like, touching, touch, touch, touch. I'm like, dude. I want to make sure I got that all got in it. in under got 20 it. minutes. Oh, yeah. So I didn't just bitch for 50 minutes. <laughs> so I can I'm do that. a quarter in the swear jar. <sighs> so I apologize. After the last, after the last, uh... Oh, after Dan? <laughs> oh, Dan is the best. Yeah. I'm so glad this podcast led to getting him on here. He yeah. is the coolest man. Yeah. Dan's, a real dude. Yeah. Dan is a real dude. It's it's funny talking to someone that just, um, what's the word, uh, just genuine and down to earth. And I think that's why he connected with so many of those, like, those rock stars, because he's just like, he's just that dude. He's just like, you know, the kid you meet in high school that's friends with everyone, just casual, doesn't think too much of himself, you know, like. And uh, you could really t- get that sense from his voice. He's like, yeah, this is what I do. This is where I go. This is what I like, you know? And it's just very, seems very free, individual. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm like an uptight. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, you are not uptight. <laughs> well, you know. I trolled him earlier, though. I love really? him to death, but I had to troll him on Facebook. He, he talked political on Facebook, and I, I love it because I can just kind of throw things <laughs> yeah. in there. So he said today how, um, I don't know, so, oh man, I'm not even going to get into names, yeah. just to butcher the crap out of this, but he said that he thinks the voting age, and he said this just off the mm-hmm. top of his head, you know, would it be bad if the voting age was moved from 18 to like 21? You know, would it be bad? That was just, he was he was just speculating yeah, just conversation. Yeah. And I said, well, except if it wasn't for that pesky, you know, 26th Amendment, unless, you know, yeah. you're saying that 
an amendment in the Constitution may be outdated, in which my question is, why has nobody discussed this before? You know, you could just, and I go, I'll go on the next day and just oh not God. read all the pursuing comments that come out of that. The drinking age should be 18, though. Yeah, not for water. <laughs> um, also, but um, I feel like I've said funny things recently that I should just get out. It's so funny. Um, oh, uh, oh, my Bernie Sanders material. Oh, hey, I should go through that. Um, well, let me read that from my phone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. The next comedian on our guest list <laughs> is Tyler. No. Um, He's not ready. He's no, checking his phone. No, I don't care. I'm, I'm trying to set up. <laughs> Ding. No, I'm trying to work on this thing for, for this for modeling the, uh... thing tomorrow, if I can. I'm still putting the feelers out there, but I don't want to talk about that. Thank you. Because I will, I will go down a path of destruction. I'm so glad you brought it up. <laughs> well, we're 18 minutes in, yeah, so I, I don't want to continue that. 2050. Bitch, I'll throw another dollar in. Oh that, my gosh. That jar. Ding. Ding. Um, yeah, so you said maturity. I don't know. But I've been podcast heavy lately. And What's I the Bernie Sanders joke? I'm a, oh, you really want to go there, huh? Well, you um, brought it up, Bernie, so you should... You should, you should I try to have, like, apolitical jokes. Okay. Where, like, they're political, but strangely, like, um, Donald Trump had a kid named him Baron. It's like slapping God in the face. Um, like, Bernie Sanders' birth certificate is in Sumerian. I don't know how to read it, so I can't ask. See if it's real. It's an Obama joke. Um... Yeah, Bernie 2020 again. That's some joke. Make Bernie 2020 is an old joke. You know, like, they're all, like, oddly specific. You they know? are odd. Like, uh, like Bernie specific. said people in jail should be able to vote, but he thought they said people that were frail. Like, they're all, like, oddly, like, not getting into their politics, which is really what I appreciate. Yeah. Like, I just want to go on the square edges of being edgy. Does that make sense? Like, the edge of edgy. Yeah. Like, I want to bring up something edgy, like 9-11, and then make it a different joke. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, say when you say this, just elicits a thought. Uh-huh. It's like, but it, that's a bad example, man. Yeah. Um, like, Gloria Estefan. Mm-hmm. Like, that might be edgy. But go on the edge of that and say nothing interesting about her. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, leave it open-ended. Mm-hmm. Like, will the rhythm ever get you? Mm-hmm. So that was her, right? Gloria Estefan? Yep, that was Gloria yep. Estefan. Shout out to Ralphie May. Some of you may get that. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? We saw Ralph. We made three hours he did. I want to go back to the maturity thing. What a thing. set. <laughs> what a set. This is my lighter version of doing like a Bill Burr podcast right now. Really? I'm like, all right, I got all that out. And now I want to talk about the light things. It's the company you keep. The company you keep what? Yeah, it's the company you keep. Bill Burr, Ralphie May. <laughs> yeah, no, that's like the lighter part of life. What is? You know? Uh, it, it's like you hold these things inside of you you want to talk about it, And you're just like, I don't want to talk about it. And if you have a podcast, it's like, oh yeah, I could just talk about it indiscriminately and people will actually listen to this and that'll be interesting. But then I, like, I burn out after like 15 minutes of being like that. I'm like, all right, so, about things I enjoy. I've learned a lot about myself, listening to myself on streams when I'm just talking aloud, alone, in a room, to a camera. Yeah. What's it like when you talk not aloud? (laughs) Well, when you talk, when you're in your head, you think you're very articulate and very um, able to communicate in a effective way, and then you hear yourself back, and that is not always the case. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I I came to grips with that one. <laughs> I mean, at least this episode hasn't had 
lighters. It's like two in a row we've done with, with no lighters in the background. So that's all. Uh-huh. I'm not in the usual pool hall I'm in. Yeah. When I record those episodes. Right. Where there's drinking and... Debauchery. De- there's not debauchery. <laughs> it's just a club. All right, settle down. I cannot down. disclose what this is. Right. But if you're cool and you message me... There have been a, quite a few episodes where I post them, and then a few hours later I just go back and listen to a bit of it, or I think about something I've said, and I'm like, I want to delete it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I haven't had that happen. I'm sure there are things I shouldn't have said, but I really don't care. Uh, it's part of the freeing process. It's like, what are you going to do? That, that is the freeing process, because if someone hears it and takes it a wrong way and not give you the benefit of the doubt, because that's what really happens when you're allowed to speak freely on a platform for multiple, you know, just go, what's on your mind, things come out that... Other people might, like, I didn't know that about her or him, and they might feel a certain way, but if they are choosing to misunderstand it, most likely this isn't a friend, like, someone that is a friend to you and understands you. Yeah. It's like, hey, you know, you can't, you, people are going to try to understand you, and if yeah. they can't, okay, it is what it is. I, I was you saying to you, I've been podcast heavy, and it's mm-hmm. funny you bring that up, because my favorite episodes through the archives have been all the Doug Stanhope and Burt Kreischer swap casts where they do each other's podcasts at the same time. Mm-hmm. And those are like three and a half hours and they just get hammered. And the stuff that they talk about is just so introspective and interesting because when, when you drink, when whatever, like your, your guard comes down and that seems uncomfortable. And for those guys, they live such a different life. But the, the rawness of what they talk about, it's, it's interesting. Like they say stuff they wouldn't normally say, like you were just saying. And people may take it the wrong way, but it's like hearing real discussion for three hours. There's no candy-coated, you know, I, I don't mean, know, Honestly, on. what I think that is, is that they appeal to a certain group of people that have experienced a lot of scary or traumatic or, or intense moments in their lives. Doug Stanhope fans are traumatic. That's that might be a, a <laughs> so good So therefore, bet. I love the Doug people Stanhope, that by the way, understand and favorites. listen and like, yeah, man, I get that, are people that share mm. that kind of history. That's a really good so, point. So if you grew up, you know, with, you know, a white picket fence and parents that love and support you and send you off to college with What's friends, that like? like? I mean, like... Does that happen for real? It, 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 somewhere in the world it does because there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of healthy functioning adults. There are, okay. As the but, older I get, the more I doubt that. Yeah. Um, but no, you, you're right. It, a lot yeah. of the, my favorite podcasts are from people that I don't agree with. Right. Issue. But just being enveloped in somebody's truth fascinates mm-hmm. me. Just listening to them being honest about yeah. how they really feel, to me, is engaging. Yeah, it's people comfortable with their darkness. Yeah, I... Um, that's definitely kind of what I find interesting. Right. I heard Doug Stanhope say today that um, he was going to die of cancer in three years because he's done all but called cancer and Uber up to his door. And uh, <laughs> I was like, geez. Like, there's this dark element. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. We had a training today at work, and they talked about that, and it was perfect timing because... Talk about what? So, we had this training about, like, emotional whatever maturity and anxiety and it was like oh, indeed uh, I'm, I'm, uh, it was actually good was it called winds of change here's the, no here's the thing it was good but it also pandered to very elementary things which sort of were like 
head and hands, you know. I can't think of any good examples. But it was a great training overall. Yeah, again, but, um, again, you you come from a, a place of understanding and studying and going through all these things that are very, you know, very deep level, where this is all new information to a lot of other people. I don't know, very deep, but... Um, so they handed us this don't thing that was like, name, name a traumatic event that happened to you. <laughs> and I was like, all right, boom. Oh, no, what did you do? My lizard oh, died, right? So it was like, how did you feel? And I was like, tired, it died in the morning. And every que- every question was like, what did you do when you ran into this traumatic event? And I was like, first I checked its stomach to see if it was cold. It was, but a lot of lizards hibernate, which is true. So their stomachs can feel cold, but they're still alive. So then I went and got my dad and, you know, came back and he was dead. So it was like, what have you, you know, took with you from this event? And I was like, lizards are hard to care for. Like, so, and I hung on to it. And when they got into the whole dark portion, I was like, boom, I own this. Like some people... Or just make humor of everything. I don't know other way to look at it. Like, it's literally, I could laugh about it, or I could be sad about it. Like, it's not an unfair apples to oranges thing to make. Like, I literally could make myself feel a joke and still feel reverence. Or I could feel reverence and be very sad. So I function better making things funny to me. Is that wrong? Yeah, you're right, you don't get deep. My lizard died. Uh-huh. And how was the... What was my first emotion? How did I feel? Tired because it had died in the morning. That, I thought, was gold. Mm-hmm. So I just slid that in front of people during the training. Like, very serious moments. I was like, how many people can I take out with laughter? Yeah. This is like my comedy shows right now. Just... Yeah, I wanted you to take me out. So... <laughs> My lizard's name was Rocky. He was a Chinese water dragon. How long did you have him? A couple years. Couple? Like three years, four years. Three, four years? Yeah. um, Really? And then we gave him away when we moved. My dad did. And then went back and got him because he felt bad. And then gave him away again. And then for the sake of that story, I said he died. I don't know. Are it's less traumatic sure than being adopted. he was given away because he was Yeah, we were moving, and my dad was like, okay. I can't bring this lizard to this new thing, because they have these big, this big cage. Uh, and he was like, i got to bring it to the pet store. And then he did, and I threw a fit, son. I jumped. I remember I opened the door while we were driving, and I oh, grabbed his box, and I was like, I'll die with this lizard, but I'll let you take him back. How old were you? Eight, nine, yeah. ten. And then... Um, they let me keep him in the middle of the night. They stole him again and brought him to the store. Now, PJ Pets. So I guess I was like, you dirty rats. He stole my lizard back. It's a true story. Uh, when is your audiobook coming out? <laughs> An audiobook? I mean, honestly. Somebody asked me the other day at a gas station if I watched Pawn Stars. And I said, not really. And they said, oh, because there was a lady who had thrown... Um, yeah. what was it he threw? I don't know, I wasn't there. You're the backup, yeah. A potato at Martin Luther King Jr. Yes. And I was like, that potato should be worth less. That's a racist potato. That's a potato that was involved in discrimination. That's fine. And he was dead serious, too, and I found out later that it's a true episode. Wow. They had nothing to back it up with. Wow. It's a true story. How did they keep the potato so healthy? I don't know, but people talk to me a lot about random things like that. So I could you do have an that audio you have that kind of energy. I just talk to everybody. Yeah. I like I don't. Why? <laughs> oh, actually, you're a woman, so that explains yeah. it. You have to deal with men, that explains it. Yeah. Somebody on Instagram said, um, something, something, I'm really doing this justice. Something, something. And it was like, 
having to listen to men talk about music. And it was just like a hilarious, like, never mind, you know what, I'm butchering it. And now she's going to hear somebody like, dang, it's like that. Even LOL. It's hilarious is all you need to know. Link in the bio. I'm sure that, yeah, link in the bio. I'm sure it was like Linkin Park dudes. Uh-huh. Even though Linkin Park's cool. I like people like. talk about the things they like. I don't understand this whole, like, shame people for what liking what they like. I think men just don't think women listen to music as much as they do or something. I don't know. I'm probably uh, making that up. No, guys just don't get an opportunity to talk to a girl, so they just talk about the first thing that comes in their mind, and then they just talk. It's not their fault. You know, they're nervous. It's hard. It's hard. Especially hard. pretty girls. It's hard to talk to pretty girls. I mean, it's just as hard to talk to girls that aren't pretty. It's different. It's still a woman. That's true, but... but emotions, um, say. That's true. That's true. But pretty girls have, like, a... Are, are approached more often. Therefore, like, they just have a more, like, quick to dismiss. Like, just, okay, thank you, bye. Like, not yeah. me. <laughs> Is that why you always hit on the least attractive one in the group? Usually. Yeah. Because then... They're like, wow, he's giving her a lot of attention, and then they get like in this little rhythm of like, is that true? I heard that honestly, somewhere. Honestly, honestly, girls Lea. that I'm are... gonna I'm gonna begin everything I say that could be offensive is I think I heard that on Crystal Lee's Twitter because yeah. anything's possible on there. Absolutely, right? yeah. This is all lifted from. We're just reading Crystal a transcript of Crystal Lee's right. podcast right now. Go on. Uh, honestly, girls that are not bored or like become who put effort into their looks later in life are way more confident. Mm. I should book that into my schedule. What? Like, having an attractive period of life. Like, just book it in and be like, this is... this. You're is, in it. No, I mean, like, for a year. You're not for confident? Like 2020, but I mean, like, 2025, you could have one year where you just stopped eating and, like... Yeah. Just you could, shit on the floor. I don't know. That was a reference to something earlier that a, I Another quarter, forgot that quarter in the, sport, the, in the square jar, also. first of all. Yeah. I, I apologize. It was a meme that said... Working at modern workplaces where... Yeah, keep going. Yeah, you're right. Okay. That's a little not safe for work. I apologize. All right. So uh, what were we talking about, Sweet Angel? Um, how far okay. interview did this podcast So the point, right you're checking the time again? Yeah. Honestly, like, do, are you, like, bored with your own no. conversation? Well, what's the time? I want to know for... I have to go through so many levels. 34, se- 34 minutes. 34 minutes, guys. So <sighs> in, in the 34th minute of this podcast... Here's what I wanted to bring up. They're more confident because they just they're just like, this is who I am, I'm I'm here for it, and they just go with it. Whereas girls that are have been pretty for a long time, they have more of like appetite, like, no, I can't look, I have to be, I have to do like they have they're more controlled. Whereas girls that become more comfortable with themselves later in life, hmm. they're more free. They're just like, Yeah, I'm here, I'm like, whatever. Makes it's sense. great. I love it. It's an energy I wish I had in my life. I'm still like like uptight. Why? I said this again two times. Why are you what does uptight it mean? two times? What does it mean? I brought it up twice. Say it though. Why? Okay. It's like it's like it's like it's like I mean like I'm trying to to do this self development and I'm trying to be aware, have self awareness, and mindful of behaviors that I are not proud of. Basically, like I feel like I. Um, might say things about myself or other people that in the context I think isn't like weird or insulting, but later I'm like, oh, maybe they could have taken that in a weird way. But I'm just have, trying to have self-awareness of the words that come out of my mouth. And it's hard because you have this like, 
walking this line of like, just be yourself, just be relaxed, like just, you know, the best kind of person you can be is yourself, yada yada. And then you be yourself and like, I'm awful. Be yourself but not that way. <laughs> huh? Be yourself but not that self. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. It's you know Yeah, I know what you mean. My family says that it's that old meme where it's like yeah. Whoever the comic was, where he's like, I can be myself <laughs> if you all get really comfortable about a lot of shit real quick. Ding! <laughs> you know what I mean? I do. It, it's like, uh, sometimes you're not free to be yourself or express thought. You have things you don't believe in, but you just want to talk about. It's like there's this judgmental aspect from people that came around before the internet, I think, where experience was what said who had the most knowledge. So now, as a 10-year-old, you can be like, no, nah, you got that date wrong. And it's like, they could be right. Because they have the internet, and you don't. For me, it's like, I, I have a tendency to pick up on certain energies from people, and certain, like, feelings, and maybe I point out things inadvertently about themselves that they already don't like, and I make them think about it. Mm. Not intentionally, just like, I'll say something like, um, you know, have you noticed, like, you know, this person seems really anxious, and they're like, and the person I say it to will, like, kind of react, mm. and then take a beat and be like, yeah, yeah, I have noticed that, like, I, I, I think it's a, a, a trait of my personality that I, I do those things, and I, I'm coming to terms with it, it's a little weird, I don't know how to proceed, yeah. how would I proceed? Well... Here's, here's how I want to end this podcast, okay? Here, here's the rant I want to go on about that. Please. First of all, I want to get it on record that we should stop putting predators in position of power. I tweeted that, and I want to get that out there. Um, I think that should be something people tweet and that we say as a custom that we need to stop putting predators in any positions of power. When you accept any position that has power over another person... You are responsible for the responsibility that comes along with that. And that is more responsibility than not having power over somebody. That's just that simple. When you accept that, people make bad decisions. And you're not allowed to hang that over somebody's head in any sort of hierarchy. Whether it be in a church, whether it be in a family, or whether it be corporately. So I wanted to say that. Here's the second thing I wanted to say. I think a lot of people have probably died without... Uh, getting out some of the most interesting music, lyrics, um, personages, podcasts, whatever it is, it's died in them because they're not surrounded by people who see how interesting they are. And that's unfortunate. And that shouldn't determine how you feel or what you do. You need to see through what you start. And that kind of goes back to the beginning, doing it your way. You might be comfortable with how it feels, even if it doesn't feel good, because what feels good is different. Yeah. Indifferent is scary. Yeah. But at some point, no matter what anybody says, no anybody thinks of you, you have to be responsible to you. And if you are comfortable doing that, then buy in on you, throw 100% in, and build your own path, do it your way. And then when you're up there, you're either in a position to give or a position to take. And either way, in order to be a part of the process, you have to do it no matter where you are. Sure. If you take then you will give, and that's the process. Mm -hmm. If you don't do either, mm -hmm. then you're screwing up the loop. Mm -hmm. So no matter where you are, can you take or can't give? And that's your responsibility when you're yourself and, and you move forward is to, to bring the next people up. 
but those people are people who don't feel, who don't think the same as everyone. And I think in our communities, you know, Doug Stanhope going back to that is been a perfect example when he talks about that in his comedy special. Like if somebody is mentally challenged, can't throw them out of a Starbucks. But there are signs that says we can refuse service to anyone. Doesn't mean their color. It means if you talk to yourself, anybody can throw you out of their business because that's not normal. You can be damaged for 18 years, and then on your 19th birthday, your parents can throw you out, and you talk to yourself because you have a mental illness, even though you're not harmful. But people have a right to deny you basic service. So, you can't be driven crazy by how others feel. You have to stick to your game plan and build and not die wondering what if. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I I would say that everything that you want to do in your life is practice. Anything that you want to be good at is practice, even if it's just practicing being a better human being every day. That's it. <laughs> That's all you have to do. Whatever you want to do, whatever you want to try, whatever you want to achieve, start. You're going to fall on your face a lot. You're going to try and fail and not really understand what you're supposed to do, but the pieces are all there for you. Just go, start, make a plan, and practice. Write your goals and know, no matter what you're going through, that I love you and that I we love you. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, man. Um, the people no that love you just want you to fly. Just go and for it. And we do love you. Yeah, man. No matter who you are. Totes. And, yeah. Thank you guys for listening Even to Fred podcast. talking to yourself at the Starbucks. We love you. Even Fred talking to himself at the Starbucks. <laughs> you can't deny that guy's service. Absolutely. We love you, Fred. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Have a good night.